Joined by my brother Keenan, joined by my guy Tim, joined by original Warner Brothers podcast guest Brandon Petty. Welcome back, brother. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I haven't for seen sure, you sure. since we were throw. I was throwing headphones because you decided to take Kaylani <laughs> from me. <laughs> but heated yeah. moment on the show for sure. Oh, I was heated. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, didn't, I didn't think he was going to take him. I was like, I take her. It's like. Um, let me get Kehlani. No, don't you do that. But that music's not why we're here. We're here because it's the NFL playoffs, guys, and I couldn't be more excited. Timmy, how are you? Doing good. Doing good. Ready to talk. <laughs> Ready to chat. Yeah. Divisional weekend. Divisional weekend. So, Keenan. Yeah. I'm going to get right into it. Actually, you know what? For I do got a couple questions for Brandon. Ooh. We talked a little Jags before you got on, Keenan. Okay. And uh, Brandon, just general question here. Trevor Lawrence, Doug Peterson, what do you think about those two? That's what I want to know. I think so. I, I, I know we had this conversation. I um, had some opinions on Trevor Lawrence. Um, I don't necessarily – I don't think he's bust by any means necessary. Um, I think the issue with him, with him is that he was labeled generational. And when you sell a product that's generational – you know, you expect certain results. You look at Herbert Burrow, um, Josh Allen, you know, guys like that going from their third year into their fourth year, they were kind of all pro players. You know, if not, they were like a step away from that. Um, I don't think he's there. Um, he's not the MVP caliber quarterback that we all thought he was going to be and that we kind of hope so. Um, and then with Doug Peterson, um, like I was saying earlier, the team's just not ready to play week in and week out. Um, I mean, you drop four or five games straight um, to Cleveland, Cincinnati. Um, you lose to a Tennessee team that was a 5-1 team. Um, I think Doug Peterson's part of the issue as well. I think he needs to let go of Press Taylor. Press Taylor's got to go. Um, we got to get more out of the offense. The offense is super stagnant. Calvin Ridley showed up one game and disappeared the next game. Um, so yeah, I think they need to retool and I think Press Taylor's got to go. And if he doesn't, you know, Doug doesn't want to fire him, then Doug Peterson can go too. We can, we can go find somebody else that'll write the ship. Do you think they'll at least make a leap to be a serious team, a less undisciplined team, right? Cause mm -hmm. to me, they didn't make much of a leap from okay. their playoff season. The the fuck? <laughs> I don't know why Siri's trying to talk to me, but <laughs> I found this I saw, on the web. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see much of a change from their first year where they made the playoffs to this year as far as undisciplined. They still seem like that young team. Do you yeah, see them actually becoming disciplined next year? Like, Because I didn't – they fired their D.C. I didn't think the D.C. was the problem. Like you said, they keep Press Taylor. So mm -hmm. do you see the mistakes at least going away and they can at least be a cleaner team? Not really because, like I said earlier, like I think like – how a team performs is based on the head coach. Like if the head coach lacks discipline, like with a practice schedule, like with cleaning certain things up in practice, then it's going to be a continuous problem. Like that was something all year, like missed tackles, penalties. Like it was just something from week 
one to the last week of the regular season, like it was something that plagued them all year long. So I think it, I think it starts at the top with Doug. And if he can't correct that, then it's going to be one of those things that we're going to see again next year. Missed tackles and penalties and, and just bonehead plays and mistakes. I'll say this. We talked prior on here on this podcast, like before the season, and you had reasonable expectations for him, like playoffs, maybe divisional round again. But you weren't saying AFC championship. You weren't saying MVP for Trevor Lawrence. Some people might have even had them as like dark horses in those type of categories. So I'll say you at least had tempered expectations. I won't ask you about next year yet. We got plenty of time mm-hmm. since then. But we've had a lot of news drop. Specifically, we were talking about this a little bit. Uh, that really caught my attention. Kim, I don't know if you saw this. Mike McCarthy's back in Dallas. I read the thing that Jerry Jones had put out. <clears throat> I like I I saw it at like maybe 12:30 a.m. I saw Ian Rappaport put it out and then I skimmed through it and I was like okay. <laughs> They're running it back. <laughs> All right. That's what, cool. What did he say in his statement exactly? Cuz I didn't oh. see it. I saw the notification oh, and actually man. see what it was I can bring it up, but it was basically along the lines of there is not another coach that I'd want with this team. We're going forward with Mike McCarthy. We feel like he gives us the best chance to win. Uh, we just, as a leader, basically he was just complimenting Mike McCarthy as a leader, as a coach, as a person, and he is. there's no one else he would want coaching the Cowboys at the moment. Essentially, was like, consensually with that. The best Jerry Jones quote that I've seen recently, I don't know if y'all saw this, but... He was just at some general press conference before the postseason, and he said he wanted to return to the glory hole days, not the glory days. He said he was really looking forward to returning to the glory hole days, and he repeated that a few times. So I don't know. Between that and him having Dolly Parton doing halftime at Thanksgiving, I think Jerry Jones has been OD horny. So maybe that's what's wrong with the Cowboys. I don't know. Who the hell knows? But yeah, I damn everyone. <clears throat> Serious about Jerry Jones over here. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. No, sorry. I was looking just for a quote from one of those. I believe this team is very close and capable of achieving our ultimate goals, and the best step forward for us will be with Mike McCarthy as our head coach. There is a great benefit to continuing the team progress under Mike's leadership as our head coach. That was just one of the small quotes from him. I was just trying to find that. But, yeah, so he's all in on Mike McCarthy and – I don't think Mike McCarthy is a bad coach. When you go through his statistically, he compares to Mike Tomlin. He compares to Sean Payton. But I just think there's a time, even when you are a good coach, that you're, you you underperform. You can get fired from your job. If I do a bad job where I am, you can get fired for doing a bad job. 12-5, and five, that's cool and all, but we're not counting regular season championships. We're not counting NFC East titles. We, they want at least an NFC championship game. They want Super Bowl, Super Bowl appearances, and they can't get out of the divisional. They can't even get out of the wild card. <laughs> you talk about that, but yeah. So, Kyle, where did we? Where were you initially going to start? Because you were about to ask me something, and I'm I'm intrigued. So I was gonna say, you have your eight list, six yeah. to eight list yeah. that you have. Yeah, I'm thinking we should start with the actual games. And then yeah. end with the list. Absolutely. Because, you know, in case the, the list run long. Um, so, yeah, let's get into the games. And right. uh, we can go right in order, honestly. We can go Texans at Baltimore. 
Uh, I do have a general question, Keenan. You can give us the line and all that, but I have a general question after you give us the line for this game. All right, so <clears throat> this is via FanDuel. The line for this game, I'm pulling it up right this second. The line for this game is Baltimore favored by nine and a half. So my question for you guys is, fellas, Baltimore, one of their most impressive stats, I don't have the exact stat, but they just held the lead a remarkable amount the entire year. They've also held so the lead in every is, fourth quarter of every game this season. That's another stat to true. bolster that. Very true. So do you think it's more likely that they go into the halftime with the lead, or do you think, much like the last time they had the first round by, they're rusty and the Texans have the lead? Uh, you don't have to give me your outcome, but I want to hear about at least that first half. Do you think Baltimore starts off sloppy? Do you think they're rusty? Or do you think they punch Texans in the mouth? Timmy, you start. I think we'll see a little bit of rust. Um, I think it'll be a pretty competitive first half. I don't necessarily think they're going to punch them in the mouth. But if they do, I think the punch or the, the Texans will probably punch right back, uh, make it at least a one-score game at halftime. Brandon, what about you? I think Baltimore is going to be ready to go. I mean, hearing Lamar Jackson talk all week, he's he's definitely fired up. Um, I think they're going to come out sharp. I think they're going to look to run the ball, and I think they're going to. I, I could see a, a ten-point lead, maybe maybe a two-touchdown lead going into uh, halftime. Okay, so you think the regular season trend continues, Keenan? What you got? So. I see a close game. I think that the Ravens can be leading. I also think that the Texans can be leading at halftime. There's a there's a thing for sitting out for almost a month. So obviously they played the 49ers, beat them 33 to 19. Then they played the Dolphins, I believe that was 56 to 19. Then they didn't play against the Steelers. They didn't play last week. They're starters, that is, more specifically Lamar Jackson. Didn't play against the Steelers, didn't play last week, and now is going into this, hasn't played football in about 21 days. So it's like last time we saw him, as you said, against the Titans. This is off a unanimous MVP. They looked like they were rolling. They were the one seed. They got rusty. And I just feel, I mean, this team, I feel like is better than that team overall, but at the same time, I'm a little nervous because Lamar is a rhythm quarterback. Absolutely. And I feel like it, keeping him in rhythm, especially off of a best win of the season over the 49ers, best game of the season, perfect passer rating into keeping him rolling. I would have done, I would have at least played him first half. So I feel a few different ways about it. Um, I lean towards where Tim thinks this game's going to go. I think the Texans are going to have a bit of momentum in the first half. Mm -hmm. Could be a touchdown lead going into the half. Could be 10 points. Could be three points. But I do think they'll be the more in-rhythm team for sure. I do think, like, the score that's in my head, the final score I'm going to propose to you is 34-24 Ravens. I think they take control of the second half. But what I'm struggling with is the weather's crazy everywhere. Brandon lives in Jacksonville, and he said it's, like, 20 degrees there. Uh, I've heard there's going to be high winds in this game. It very well could be not high winds in this game. I've heard 35, 40 mile per hour winds. But we've seen the case where that doesn't always live up, too. So if it is, you know, an inclement weather game, who would you favor in that game? Because Texans do kind of have a running game. Ravens do have a run defense. I would lean towards Ravens in that case. Do you have Ravens big if it's a low weather game? 
bad weather game, I should say, or what what kind of matchup would you have in that case? Uh, Tim, you start, and then Brandon, you go after him. If it becomes a weather game where you just can't throw the football, like you're talking 40-mile-an-hour wins here, you got to favor the Ravens. Uh, we've definitely seen them win games just by running the ball. Look at Seattle and Detroit. They dominated on the ground in those games, and they won by 40 points. Um, so I would definitely favor the Ravens there. Um, I'd be a little bit worried about the Texans' offense. Devin Singletary can definitely run the run the ball pretty well, but without CJ throwing for 250, I don't know exactly what that offense is going to look like. But I can totally see a, pa- a, a mm. path where the Ravens rush for 300 yards between Lamar and all their running backs. So I would definitely favor the Ravens. At that point, probably double digits, uh, probably about 15 points, I'd say. I like it. I like it. Brandon, what you got? I actually agree with that. Um, I think with Lamar using his legs and then they're going to be using Dalvin Cook a lot as well, too, apparently from what Jim Harbaugh is saying. And, I mean, they've got a, a stable <clears throat> three running backs, but they're going to be able to rotate in and out and keep fresh. And Houston doesn't have the best rushing defense. They have a, a pretty decent rushing defense, but it's not it's not enough to where you worry that you know, Baltimore's not going to be able to run the ball. Um, Baltimore's been able to run the ball against anybody. So I think if it turns into that, I think Baltimore's going to out-physical them, and I think Baltimore's just going to be able to kind of run at will. And I think at that point, it's going to, it could get pretty ugly pretty quickly if Houston can't stop the run. Uh, so I think that you'd have to favor the Ravens. I mean, they've been the best rushing attack over the last, like, half decade, pretty much with Lamar being there because – He's such a threat to get 100, 150 yards rushing that you have to respect people like Gus Edwards, who's making them into viable running backs. Not that Gus isn't a talented at all, but he wouldn't be as good without Lamar. If the if the ghost does get down to that, CJ Stroud's going to have to go back about a year, year plus, and remember how he played against Georgia and how his legs, how he utilized his legs in that and run like that. Because CJ, a lot of the time, like kind of like more Lamar does now, but a lot of the time he's rolling out and he's only looking to throw. I think there's going to be times where he needs to use, utilize his athleticism because he's more athletic than he's showing. He can get you 15 yards. He can get you 18. He maybe even get you 20 on depending on how the defense is set up. And with Nico Collins being over the top, but Dalton Schultz is going to be seeing a lot of Roquan Smith all pro. He's going to be seeing a lot of Kyle Hamilton all pro. Uh, that defense has – now all pros all over it. So Marlon Humphrey is going to be out, which is going to be big. So Nico possibly could have a good game that wise. But if it is a rushing game, I would absolutely favor the Ravens. I think it could, I think 10, 14 point win would not be out of the question at all. It's kind of crazy that the Ravens have continued this rushing attack all year. Like no matter who the back is, it seems like they can throw whoever, like Brandon said, they got Dalvin cook coming in, uh, Mark Andrews, full participant the other day at practice. Don't know if he's playing this week. It's trending that way for sure. Definitely would play in the AFC Championship game if that were the case. Uh, I just looked up the weather. It's going to be sunny, 24 degrees in Baltimore on Saturday. Mm -hmm. But gusts up to 35 miles per hour. And the wind in general is going to be around 15. So could be a factor, could not. I agree with y'all. If it is like truly a cold and windy game, yeah, I would favor Baltimore for sure. And Baltimore big. Uh, in general, though, what's everyone's score here? Tim, we'll start with you. What do you got for a final score? Um, I'll take the Ravens 30 to 20. 
All right, Brandon, your score? I'm going to go Baltimore 35-21. I've got the Ravens winning this game 28-20. to I do think they come out a little rusty first half. I think Texans get up early, but then that defense is just too much. I'm going to stick with 34-24. Uh, so we're all kind of in the same ballpark here. So we all got Baltimore going to the AFC Championship game. Hopefully that's not the case of death for them. Uh, it would be cool to see the Texans there, but I do think – there is a level of veteranness that comes with these type of games, right? Yeah. Uh, it's not like Wild Card Weekend. I compared Wild Card Weekend last episode to like March Madness now, it feels like. It feels mm-hmm. like anybody can win or lose on that weekend. Divisional round, it's it's higher class football. It really is. You could argue, Keenan, you were basketball. saying last episode. Yeah. yeah. You were saying last episode, this is your best weekend of football, you know, all year. You're going to have four good games. Uh two good teams in each matchup seemingly so i don't know uh let's move on to the niners and packers what do y'all think about that i think i'm just gonna come out and say it. i think the niners smack the packers you know i just i know we just said these are four quality games but i do think the packers get blown out here i'll give you my final score right now 37 21 okay um so hold on i just want to ask before timmy and brandon go and then i'll go afterwards you don't think rust with them is a factor at all? With the Niners? Yeah. I do not. I do not. Okay. Um, not in the case. I don't know. They just have too much talent. Not that the Ravens don't. The Ravens are different to me where, like, if this was the Browns the Ravens were facing, I think we'd all be expecting maybe an ugly matchup, but, you know, a true playoff feeling. Not that this isn't going to have it, but the Texans have played back-to-back playoff games. And I think they are going to come in in a sort of rhythm against the Ravens, whereas the Packers, yeah, they won, but (laughs) true. Yeah, they kind of did, too. They kind of did, too, as well. But, I mean, Dallas just wasn't ready to play. The Niners all around, I think, are still the best team, especially that offense. You got McCaffrey, you got Debo, you got Kittle, you got Ayuk. You just got so many weapons. And they've been planning out that game script for two weeks for Shanahan. That thing's going to run to perfection. Like, they're going to score on their first drive. Right. And it's not going to be a field goal either. So I could see them getting up 14 to three quick, something like that. So I don't know. It would be a tough task for the Packers to keep this competitive, I believe. And if they can, I mean, they're they're probably the real deal already if they can compete with the Niners on that level. Uh, What do you all think, Tim? What do you think? Tim, you go next. I think no matter what, the 49ers are going to be more prepared than the Cowboys were. So at least that. It's going to be a better game. By default, default, right? Um, (laughs) I think at worst, if the Packers do come out and play a really good first half and it's within a score, the 49ers will at least make some second half adjustments that work. The Cowboys didn't do anything. They just gave up. It was just gone. Um, So I I do favor the 49ers 100%. I do see a world where the Packers can win. They would just take – like a perfect game like last week. Like last week, they literally played a perfect game, almost on both half of the football. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not going to pick them to win. True, true. Um, I think they were really well coached, and they're actually they're going to hang a little bit. I'm going to take it like 49ers 34 to 26. Make it within one score at late, but really it's like a two-score game mostly through the fourth quarter. For a second, I thought you were gonna say someone's dropping forty nine, and then you add the ers, and I was like, oh, you know, someone dropping almost fifty in the prediction. Okay, uh, Brandon, you're good. The Packers that. just dropped forty eight, didn't they? 
And you wouldn't have yeah. predicted it, though. <laughs> um, obviously, I think San Francisco is going to win. Um, I think I, I've been going back and forth on this all week. I think I agree with Tim. I think Green Bay, there is a world where Green Bay can win this game. Um, they got It's got to be lightning in a bottle again for them. Jordan mm-hmm. Love's got to play a perfect game. Aaron Jones has to pop off for 150, you know, maybe 125. Um, Christian Watson, Jaden Reed, all those guys are going to have to get open and help Jordan Love out. But I think San Fran has way too much on offense. Going back to what you said, Kyle, I mean, with McCaffrey and Debo and Ayuk and George Kittle, I mean, there's just there's too much. And then their offensive line on top of that. So I don't think Green Bay is going to be able to keep up with San Francisco. I think San Francisco is going to get up pretty early, and I think at that point they're just going to coast. I think it's going to be a 42-28 to 28 game. Ooh, you guys all have high-scoring games. I actually have the Packers winning this game. I very much do. I have all the reasons why I feel it. It's not just something I'm throwing out there. I think that I think the Packers are taking the ball first. I do think the Packers can run on the 49ers. They've averaged you can over the last six games, it's five yards a carry. We can see teams have been able to run on the 49ers. The 49ers, their last games, they obviously played the Rams. They sat their starters. Before that, they played a Cardinals team. They played a C game for them. They won 27 to 10, but they played a C game. Before that, they played the Ravens. They got waxed. Those are their last games. Brock Purdy hasn't been playing well, hasn't really played a really good game in over a month. They haven't played a really meaningful good game in over a month at least. That's one. Two, the Packers have the better quarterback. I'm here to say it now. It's not really that much of a on limb. They have the better quarterback. And Kyle Shanahan, I think this game's close. Kyle Shanahan doesn't coach well if they have any sort of deficits, second half, especially in the fourth quarter. Those games are really his to lose. I think Brock Purdy feels pressure early, and the Packers are playing not are playing as carefree as possible. Aaron Jones, every time he gets over 20 carries in a game, the Packers are 5-0. and Over the last four games, it's been averaging 130 yards per game from scrimmage. Had last week, he had three touchdowns. Over the last six weeks, the Packers are averaging 29 points. 49ers are averaging 30. So they can keep up with them offensively, defensively, in the secondary. I do think if you're not getting home, that the Packers will be able to move the ball on them. So I have the Packers winning this game 28-24. to 24. Let me ask you this. Yes. Do you see at any point the Niners getting up 8 to 10 points? No. At no point? No. Because you see them the, playing from behind the entire game? I see. Um, I, if they get up two possessions, I don't think they'll win. I mean, I don't think they'll lose. So if the 49ers, I mean, unless it's super early and then they like lay off the gas pedal and then it gets close late, but I wouldn't, pro- I wouldn't project that. I think the same way he took the ball first, if he wins the coin toss, he's taking the ball first to get up 7 nothing to let the 49ers know we are here. I understand the 49ers are absolutely not the Cowboys, which is why this isn't going to be a route by any means. This will be a very close game. But, I mean, we've seen teams come in hot before, and I do think that the 49ers are going to be a little rusty. I think Christian McCaffrey will be fine. But obviously it comes – I don't think you can Christian McCaffrey your way only to win. I think Brock Purdy is going to need to make some throws. And I have more – I don't think he's going to make all of them. All right. 
I got a response to that. I'll let Brandon and Tim respond after. But my main response would be the Niners aren't the Cowboys. Uh, I just don't see them allowing Jordan Love to just sit back all day and complete whatever he wants to dictate what they're doing on defense. Uh, Jordan Love is definitely, like you said, he's probably the better quarterback. But I can't see him dictating the matchup that much, being that much of a force. Uh, I don't see their defense, the Packers defense, I don't see them keeping up with the Niners at all especially when it comes to those first two drives, especially when it comes to that first half. Um, I mean, I think the best path to victory for the Packers would be a track meet where you're just going back and forth and you just happen to get the ball last. I think that would be their best case scenario. I don't see, damn, I definitely don't see any world where they hold the Niners under 25 points. That would be tough to me. If that's true, they should go to the Super Bowl. I'll say that right now. If, if yeah. what you said comes true, Packers should go to the Super Bowl. Um, I'll say this before I let Brandon and Tim go. We had a bet at the beginning of the season, regular season wins. Uh, mm-hmm. I won that. I didn't even. I don't think I got a hundred losses this year, which is crazy. That's that's more good luck than anything. That's mm-hmm. just shit luck, really. Uh, do you want to make a bet on this game, Niners Packers? You you strong in your convictions with the pack? Um, well, it depends how much we're betting. Honestly, I mean that's up to you. How how confident <laughs> are you in the Packers? Um, I'll bet 20, 20, let's go 25. Let's go a quarter. 20, 25 is fine. All right, let's do that. We'll 25 go 25, is fine. 25. Absolutely. And, um, like, obviously, and obviously confident. I'm not saying the 49ers have like, no, I like, couldn't win this game. Of course they could win this game. They're the one seed for a reason, but I do think that the hot team does matter. I think that when you get a team that's rolling, Matt LaFleur is calling great games. I, I mean, the defense has been playing better. Over the last few weeks, they've been averaging Packers have allowed about 23 points a game over the last six weeks or seven weeks. They're five and two in that stretch. They've played two playoff teams over that same stretch. The 49ers have allowed 21. They've played two playoff teams. Their records five and one. These teams have been very equivalent over the last six weeks. If you're talking statistically, I understand that you do have Debo, you do have IU, you do have Obviously, Brock Purdy, Kittle. I mean, but also Christian Watson's a player that last year we thought was going to be we're projecting to at least top 20 receiver. This year he got hurt. Jaden Reed's been a big piece for them. They still have Romeo Dobbs, who last week we saw had a big game. Dontavious Wicks they have. Uh, Bo Melton can catch the ball when needed to. And Aaron Jones is one of the most talented backs in the league. They have a very good offensive line, especially in the pass blocking there. They have two solid tight ends. Nothing. They're not George Kittle, of course, but like they have two solid tight ends that can get the job done when they need to. And Luke Musgrave and Tucker Craft. I just think that this Packers team has enough offensively and then defensively, they do have enough pieces to get a stop here and there. Their defensive line is actually pretty decent. They have Jair Alexander in the back. So I don't have that much faith in their defense. I'm interested to hear what y'all think. Uh, Timmy, you had your hand up. <laughs> So is sound like a teacher. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I just saw I just saw like he was like, Well, you mentioned him. you mentioned Jair Alexander. Is he playing? He did not participate in practice yesterday. I believe I thought he I thought what I saw was he was trending towards playing. Okay. But I could I just be, saw I could that be wrong. On the seventeenth he was DNP. Didn't play. Didn't practice. I th- I was gonna say I thought he I thought he was trending towards playing. He's just still questionable, okay. but I thought that my, I could be wrong. My only question is how many stops do you think the 49 or the the Packers defense gets? Like I see a world where the 49ers punt once or twice in this game. And that might even be late. Um stops? 
two, three turnovers, one or two. I could see I could Damn. see Brock I could see Brock Purdy turning the ball over. Like, even I, if even with that, even if they punt three times and they turn it over three times, I could still see a world where the 49ers are sitting at twenty eight points. And I don't think you're winning if you're letting them score twenty eight. But I think that I do think the Packers could get to thirty one. I, I they have they don't turn the ball over at this point. I, I mean Jordan loves like twenty four touchdowns to one pick over his last eight game, nine games. They don't we, they right now don't turn I, the ball over. Matt LaFleur's done a phenomenal job with them. He's hot and he's been playing hot, but we've seen him fall apart. Like we've seen him do nothing. Um, so I think there's a good chance that that happens this weekend because they're actually playing a formidable opponent here. This could be a good game. You were talking about a team getting hot. Last year, the Cowboys beat the Bucks in the wild card 31 to 14, and then they barely competed mm-hmm. with the, the Niners the next week. Like, I think that's more likely to happen. Um, this could even be a low score. The Niners game weren't coming off of a bye. The Niners weren't coming off a bye and a terrible loss, and then an okay win, and then another loss. They didn't have a bye last year? No, the oh, Eagles had a bye. Right. Eagles yeah, they, they were coming. Yeah. They were coming off a win against Seattle, where Brock Purdy played very well, yep. and then they beat the Cowboys. So See, did. I think that bye week makes them more dangerous to me, as far as Shanahan. Like the way we used to talk about, like, oh, you give Belichick two weeks, or you give Andy Reid two weeks. I think Shanahan's in that class too. Like, you give him two weeks to plan his first half script. That's dangerous. Like he's gonna find every hole. If McCaffrey can run, I think that's the ball game to me. If he can get you four or five yards of carry, which he's most likely going to be able to do, that makes Purdy's job so much easier as far as Kittle, as far as Ayuk, as far as Debo, as far as getting balls downfield, uh, as far as even McCaffrey in the swing game or the screen game. Uh, I just think they have way too many weapons. If the Packers had a better defense, Keenan, I'd be right with you. Uh, I just don't think they have the horses on defense the way a Dallas would. I mean, it's funny we're talking about Dallas here because they're the most unprepared team, but that's where I'd give Dallas a chance is, okay, they can at least force you. They at least got playmakers and ball hawks, but not saying the Packers don't, but not to the level that the Cowboys do. I almost, I don't know, we'll get to the other NFC game. I don't want to spoil anything. Obviously, I got the Niners going to the Super Bowl, but I don't know. I do think I agree with you. The Packers are going to score. I'm going to let Brandon go because I've talked a lot about this game, but I think the Packers are going to score, but to beat the Niners, it's a lot. I think I have questions. I do have questions with Green Bay's defense. Obviously, they played they played a really good game last week. I'll give that to them. And that was why I said I kind of flipped back and forth on this all week, um, especially with how they – I mean, the Dallas game was – I will give Green Bay some credit. That the, the score was a little vindictive of what actually happened. Once Green Bay kind of took all their defensive players out, and that's when Dallas kind of really started kicking it in the gear in the offense – um, but my issue is with Joe Barry's defense is that I don't know if you're going to be able to string together a ton of stops. Like they have a decent pass rush. They have Rashawn Gary, Lucas Van Ness, Preston Smith. Like you've got, you've got a good pass rush, but my question is if you don't get pressure on Brock Purdy and you can't force turnovers, you know, you don't get you know, stops and sacks and whatever put San Francisco behind the chains, and I think it's going to make life very tough. Um, my other question is, two covering McCaffrey on the back. Green Bay, I mean, Clay Walker's a pretty good linebacker. Devondre Campbell's pretty good, but I don't think those guys are even Darnell Savage or, you know, anybody else can really stay with McCaffrey. And then, I mean, you'd have to assume if Jair plays, Jair's probably going to be on Ayuk. Um, 
then you know who covers Debo, you know who's who's going to be shading Kittle. I, I think I think the Niners have too many matchup pieces um, to where Shanahan can really make it a chess match and say, okay, if you want to take Ayuk out of the game, then I'm going to pivot to Debo. If you want to take Debo out of the game, you know I'll go Ayuk or you take both of them, I'll go Kittle and McCaffrey. Um, that all comes down to Brock Purdy. Yeah. Because obviously, and so I'm for me, it more so comes down to I think that the Packers can get pressure on the 49ers. They can get up, I think they can get up early. And if they can get up early and put pressure on the 49ers and put pressure on Brock Purdy, then things can get interesting. Semi kind of like <laughs> last week, but I just don't think that it becomes a debacle like last week. I just think it becomes, I think it comes a good game, but. Then it, when it gets tight in the fourth quarter, I don't, I just don't think there's any point in the game unless the Packers got up like 16 that they're stressing. Mm-hmm. Like, like I even, do agree. If, even if it's like a four point game in the fourth, it's like we are not supposed to be here. We're just going to go out and roll. And the 49ers are, we're supposed to be Super Bowl favorites and we'll see how it happens. And I, maybe I'm wrong. And if I'm wrong, then I'll come on Monday's podcast and be like, I was dead wrong. That's fine with me. But this is just what. I believe with facts to my, my facts to I think bolster it. But last question before we move on to the other NFC matchup. Uh, you mentioned pressure. What about Chase Young, Joey Bosa on the Javon, Niners side? Javon Hargrave, too. Micah Parsons, mm. Dex, uh, Demarcus Lawrence did not get any pressure on him. And I understand. Micah gets tackled. Let me just say this. Mike, I meant to say this last week or on Monday. Micah gets tackled on damn near every play, it seems like. Like yeah. he gets help. He, he rushes gets, he gets the rock treatment. It's it's he gets the way he rushes too. And I know there's like a weird rule behind that. Like they showed something. It was like a weird rule I've never seen before. I can't even think about it right now. But yes, I understand you have Chase Young and you have Nick Bosa. They don't do too many stunts. So it's really gonna just be can your left tackle hold up? Can your right tackle hold up? Packers are a good pass blocking offense, so it's going to be an interesting matchup to see. If Nick Bosa and Chase Young can get home, if Brock Purdy can get a bunch of pressure, then what your guys' outcome is can completely come true. But if obviously, if I think that the I think that the Packers pass rush can get home from time to time for sure, and I do think that they'll be able to keep Jordan Love clean. And if that's the case, Matt Lafleur is shown to be like a Kyle Shanahan, one of the best offensive minds. He's been coaching up this team and they've all they have a lot of young talent last thing i say i'll say before we move on shanahan's owned that matchup he's owned that lafleur matchup uh and they used to be on like three separate coaching staff so that's just a no um the next game though tampa bay surprisingly going to detroit for the nfc championship for a birth in the nfc championship um as of this moment right now i have no idea what my pick is I'm very interested to hear what you three have to say about this game. I'll throw it out to the dais. I'll lay it up for y'all. Whoever wants to take it first, give me your prediction because I'm very interested. Either Brandon or Tim. Take one of them. All right, I'll go go ahead. Um, Tim looked nervous. I'm picking Tampa Bay to win this game. (laughs) Oh, Um, shit. Are you allowed to do that as a Jaguars fan? I don't know if I am or not. He stays Florida. Yeah, I'm, go- I'm going with the uh, with the team two yeah. hours down south from me. Um, no, yeah, I think um, I think Tampa Bay is going to win. I think it's going to be a very close game. I think it's going to be very, very, very close. Um, Detroit's a good team. Obviously, they like to run the ball. And Jared Goff, Jared Goff is not a slouch at quarterback at all. Um, 
I think he's kind of busted that game manager label that he had years ago in L.A. But I think with how Baker Mayfield's playing right now, which is crazy to say because a couple of years ago, Baker Mayfield was, especially in Carolina, looked like he was on his way out of the NFL. Um, Detroit's pass defense is not very good at all. And I think Los Angeles exposed that last week with, you know, with Puka and Cooper Cup didn't really get involved. But you've got Chris Godwin, you've got Mike Evans, Kate Otten, Rashad White as a heck of a receiver out of the backfield. Um, I think Tampa's going to be able to put up points. Um, I don't trust Detroit's defense. Detroit's defense comes and goes as Aiden Hutchinson comes and goes. If, you know, Hutchinson's getting pressure on the quarterback, then their defense plays pretty well. They also have other guys. they got Brian Branch, Kirby Joseph, um, you know, people like that. Um, and then I think defensively, Tampa Bay stops the run. That's always been a thing about Todd Bowles' defense is they stop the run really, really well. And I understand Detroit has a, a pretty good O-line. You could say probably top two, top three O-line in the NFL. Um, I just think Tampa Bay is going to be ready. I think they're going to get up for this game, and I think they win in a close one. I think it's going to be a 24-21 game Tampa Bay. Ooh. you got Tampa Bay Niners. Tim, you got Niners versus who? You've been big on the Lions all year. You had the Rams upsetting them last week. You and I were both on the same page there. I'm honestly surprised that the Lions do – end up winning that game and hosting this game. Uh, so what do you got, Tim? I was thinking about this game earlier, and I was confused on which way I'd go. I do think it is going to be a close game. Um, the way I am going to pick this is would I choose the Rams to beat the Bucks? And yes, I would. Um, so I'm going to go with the Lions because of that. Um, I agree that the Bucks should be able to pass on the Lions. Um but 100%, the Bucks are not as good of a passing team as the Rams were. And the Rams got pretty much shut down in the second half. Both teams kind of shut down in the second half. But we didn't see them really pass as well in the second half. Um, and if they are able to limit the Bucks passing-wise, then I don't think they're going to be able to run on them with Rashad White. Um, so I'm going to go Lions. Um I'll give it like 28-21. I think it'll be a good game, one-score game. Uh, I think the Lions are just – they just have a better offense. They can run. They got two good – both of their running backs are better than the the running attack on Tampa Bay. So um, especially if they go and just control the game, you know, time of possession, they could completely dominate. Um, And I'm not that much of a fan of Todd Bowles as a head coach, so. All right. Got you there. Um. So I have the Lions in this game. I think it's going to be close. I have it 31 to 27 along those lines. Uh, the key to last week, obviously there was a couple penalties here and there. Puka got going. I think it was nine for a buck, 82 and a touchdown. Matt Stafford was throwing the ball over the lot. But like we've seen, Kyle, you and I, Patriots defenses was a bend but don't break. They only allowed three in the red zone. The red zone efficiency from the Rams – was not great, and that was really what lost in the game because they were able to move the ball up and down the field, but they weren't able to put that into touchdowns. The Bucks were at zone efficiency. I believe they're bottom three in the league. I think it's like 44%. Aiden Hutchinson last week was two sacks, uh, seven pressures, 30% pressure rate. I believe he can do more of the same this week. As you were saying, this defense comes and goes with Aiden Hutchinson, and yeah. right now he 
he's playing he's playing at all pro level over these last few weeks. He's really ramped it up from kind of where the midseason where they were going a little up and down. Offensively, you can throw on the Bucks for sure. And they do have a rushing game. Jameer Gibbs can catch the ball out of the backfield. Sam Laporta didn't look 100%, but he, him being there is still a threat. Amon Ross St. Brown, all pro. He's one. Of, he's the best receiver going to be on that field, even though Mike Evans was. Even Mike Evans is there. I do think it's 31-27. I trust Jared Goff a touch more than Baker, even though Baker's playing at a very high level. Brandon, what was your final score? Uh, 24-21. Damn, so you got a low-scoring... Tim's kind of kind of got an intermediate. Keenan, you got more of a shootout. Uh, where I'm struggling with this game is the Bucks. Like last week, Mike Evans had a terrible game. He had drops all over. Yep. Um, but in general, like if he's rolling, this is a very effective pass offense. Uh, and this is kind of why I picked the Eagles last week, even though like I half-heartedly believed it. It's you don't really know what kind of Bucks team's showing up, right? They lost. Or they beat the Panthers the week before 9-0 to get into the playoffs. Uh, but they looked much better last week. And I think I think it's going to be closer to what Keenan says. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, I would lean towards the Lions, right? Here's yep. my thing. The Lions are a fucking cursed franchise just like the Cowboys. Like, if they were going to lose, it would be in a situation where it's on a silver platter for them where they got a, a red carpet to the NFC championship game and you get the, the bucks who ain't supposed to be there with Baker Mayfield. And my thing with the bucks, that makes them so challenging for me. I said, you don't know which team's showing up, but when the good one shows up, like I was saying to you earlier, Keenan Baker Mayfield, he's not afraid of it. He's been in playoff games. Todd Bowles has been in decently big games. Uh, that defense or sorry, that whole offense, their core and some of their defense been the super bowl, right? They've been in seasoned games, right? Bulls defense, though, they play really sound defense. Like, I was very impressed with them on Monday night. Granted, the Eagles aren't anything to even take seriously at this point, but you can tell fundamentally, like, their defense really does play hard, plays well. Uh, They beat the ball carrier to the spot, that sort of thing. So I could see them giving Goff and the Lions problems. I really almost want to pick the Bucks. I do. I at this moment, I really still have no idea who the fuck I'm picking. Like, I'm I'm scared to death of this game. Uh, damn. I want to see a Lions matchup. Check this out. I'm rooting for the Lions. I'm picking the Bucks. I'm going to go, Keen. I'm going to go same score as you, 31-27, Tampa Bay. But I'm rooting for the Lions. I'm root- I really am. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I think this is where it ends. Um, I just want to quickly say this because we didn't, I didn't go through these. Uh, obviously, Ravens favored by 9.5. The 49ers are favored by 9.5. The Jorts favored by 6.5. Just wanted to put those out there. And we're going to segue into this last game. Timmy, I'll let you start first. But the Chiefs are 2.5-point underdogs. Bills favored at home. That game is looking like it's going to be – not the greatest weather. I don't think it's going to be snowing, but I believe it's going to be windy. Uh, Timmy, what mm. is your thoughts on this game? I'll get, I'll check and get like a, a definitive weather on that. I was actually kind of impressed by the Chiefs. Um, I wasn't expecting them to score 26 points, but when the Dolphins pretty much just give the ball back to them every single offensive possession, eventually the points are going to rack up there. They were stopped in the red zone quite often. Uh, only two touchdowns of those points. Um, so they're going on the road, Patrick, Patrick Mahomes, first road playoff game. Um, 
it's a kind of a big deal. Um, and you know, guys, I'm pretty high on the Bills this year. Uh, I'm going to pick the Bills 100%. Uh, they're the better offense right now, um, and their defense has been playing well. Uh, so, score. I think this could be a lower scoring game. Let me get it like 21 to 16. Mm. Brandon, I'm going to piggyback oh, off Tim. Sorry, Tim. No, sorry, Kyle. Tim to Kyle. Because he Brandon and I both me. have the Bills going to the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. And uh, I see a very similar game to what he just described, uh, which is crazy because the Bills seem to continuously get banged up on defense. But if the weather's not the greatest and – I mean, I've been talking about it all season. I don't love this Chiefs offense. Like, I think they can get field goals on this Bills team. I really don't know if they'll be able to score. I think they get, like, two touchdowns, but I don't think they'll be able to get more than two touchdowns. Like, two's at the max, you know? And uh, Kelsey just hasn't looked great. Uh, I obviously, like I just said, I have the Bills going to the Super Bowl. I'm going to pick the Bills, but if you're going to bet this game, I'd be all over the Chiefs. I really would. Two-point underdog. Uh, they've got more rest. Uh, if it's going to be a bad weather game, if it's going to be windy, that all leans towards the Chiefs. Thing is, we really haven't seen ever Mahomes on the road in a playoff game. Uh, and the, Josh Allen, I would say, he might not be playing better decision-making-wise, but he's definitely playing more explosive than Mahomes, and that's got to count for something. Uh, I don't know if Gabe Davis is going to be back for this game. Anyone know about that? Um, he's, he's dead. I think I personally think he's going to be i know he's been limited if not out of practice so he's really day-to-day questionable but the chief killer probably will want to play in this one this is one this is one of those ones this is one of those ones he's going to want to play in and just before you finish kyle 21 degrees 10 to 15 mile an hour winds mostly cloudy so shouldn't be any showers but the wind shouldn't be too crazy and if there's going to be two quarterbacks you'd want to throw the ball in the wind it would be these two so that everything aside from the rest that you just said, Keenan, uh, lends itself to the Bills. Because if it was like terrible weather, the Chiefs can run the ball. And that's still going to be the case in this game. I think they will be able to live in the red zone essentially, but I don't think they're going to be able to score. Um, I'm going to say 24 to 18 Bills. I do think it's lower scoring. I do mm-hmm. think the Bills take care of business. Not as confident as I would have been had they, you know, just played last Sunday afternoon. But hey. If it's their year, it's their year. And I got the Lions choking. I picked them to choke. The Bills live to see another day as far as the curse franchises go. So okay. Bills 24-18. Keen, what you got? Actually, I'm going to let Brandon go first, and then I'll go last. Okay, okay. Okay. For sure. Um, I'm going to pick Buffalo. Um, I feel like this is one of those games where it could really go either way. Um, it's It feels – to me, it's it's – hard to count out Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs, even with how bad the offense is. I do agree with you, Kyle. I think Travis Kelsey's starting to show his age. Um, he's definitely hit a pretty steep decline. And, I mean, Rossi Rice is a pretty nice receiver. He's definitely, I think he went off for eight catches and like 130 yards on a touchdown last week. Yep. He's good, but outside of those two guys, besides Pacheco, in terms of Offense and wide receiver, you really don't have much. You got Kadarius Tony and MBS and Justin Watson. Like, I trust Justin Watson the next. It's uh, literally, it would go Rasheed Rice, pass catcher, Rasheed Rice, Travis Kelsey. Next is Justin Watson, honestly. And then, real quick, you're going real quick to you two, to Keenan and Brandon. 
Is Kadarius Tony like NFL J.R. Smith? No, because J.R. Smith at least has peaks. <laughs> yeah, because Tony Tony was explosive in the Super Bowl. Like when Tony's good, it's explosive. Yeah, but I when mean, it's bad, it's all bad. I guess I guess it'd be late career Jr. Where like he can give you one of those like seven three games, and then next time run the ball away from the hoop when he could put it up. So you go, to, you have to go to overtime. So I mean, essentially, yeah. But or maybe I, Nick Young. Maybe Nick maybe Young. Swaggy P is definitely more. Yeah, yeah. Swaggy P. That is yeah. Kadarius, <laughs> Kadarius Tony going across the middle, ball literally volleyballing it up, and then letting people pick it off. It's the same as Swaggy P thinking he can shoot a three, turn around, and miss. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Swaggy P is the guy. But Brandon, go on. <laughs> um, I think, you know, Kansas City has a great defense, but I think Buffalo has a little bit too much on offense. Um. I think Stephon Diggs is going to get taken out of the game by Legereus Sneed. And the way with Buffalo's played, they, they've kind of kind of spread up the wealth a little bit. So Diggs hasn't been as big as a focal point as he was under Ken Dorsey. Um, they've got Chief Killer, Gabe Davis. Uh, Khalil Shakir um, is coming out in a nice way as a, as a third option, you know, at receiver. 17-yard um, touchdown he had last week was pretty awesome, him bouncing off tacklers. Yeah. Um, They've got two good tight ends, Dawson Knox, Dalton Kincaid, and then James Cook as well, too. I think it's going to be a very close game. I think it comes down to who can get a couple more stops, and I trust Buffalo um, a little bit more to get more stops, and then I also trust them a little bit more on offense. I think Buffalo wins this one 21-17. So there's – I'm going to start this off by saying I don't know who I'm picking quite yet. I'm going to pick get over there. Before, like, predictions o- predictions always, uh, when we're talking about predictions, Kyle, we do our bold predictions before. My favorite thing to do in the NFL is to say Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers is having a terrible game. Then when it gets to it, I don't know if I can say that. And if my favorite thing in the NBA is to be like, LeBron's going to have, like, a 10-point game. And then it's, like, game seven. I'm like, I can't really bet against this guy. This guy's really too good. Um so as much as I would want to love as us see like Mahomes throws like a three pick game and play terrible, I actually could never think that that's gonna. Ha- I really bet that to happen. I say that because if you told me this game was somehow forty two thirty eight either team, I'd be like, you know what, Mahomes brought like I don't know the monster power came to like like I don't know what happened, but like they can catch finally. <sighs> this game's tough because. Josh Allen didn't throw a pick last game, didn't turn the ball over. So kudos to him. Oh, he's he's due for one or two. It, or five. Listen, <laughs> that, that that's my that's what I'm saying. He's due for one. Trent McDuffie and Legarius needs one of the one of the, probably like the three or four best corner combos in the league. They've really become that. That defense is together. Chris Jones is playing good football. They've got a lot of people. They've been there. They've done that. They've played this Bills team before, divisional round AFC Championship game. They just haven't done it on the road. But again, then offensively, like this game to me is going to come down to Travis Kelsey. Can Travis Kelsey have one of those Gronk style games where like he he looks not good and then he just goes out there and he has like 110 because they're going to need that. Rasheed Rice is going to get what he gets, but they need Travis Kelsey to be all pro, all world Travis Kelsey. <sighs> My head saying Buffalo because (laughs) my head saying Buffalo because it makes sense. But then I'm thinking to myself, like, 
he's not at that level yet because no one's Brady, but like the same way I'm like, I can't really bet against Brady in anything. Like I almost like I can't. It's hard. I mean, it's hard to. Can you I, seem like you're really struggling? With no, I really am. Like, I'm going Chiefs 27-24. Oh my! I don't even feel confident in it. Damn. Going Chiefs 27-24. Can they? Can they get to 27? The, I, if Travis Kelsey is Travis Kelsey, yes, because they got the 26 last week, and Travis Kelsey dropped what should have been a touchdown, and Travis Kelsey dropped multiple balls. If Travis Kelsey is Travis Kelsey, they can get to 27 and they can win this game. If Travis Kelsey is still Taylor Swift, then they cannot get to, then they will not be able to win this game. It really comes down to Travis Kelsey. I'm having, I'm getting, putting faith in Travis. I wow. really am. And I'm, I'm 51 49 on this. I really am. I don't even. <sighs> so, I mean, we went, we went family pick on Baltimore. We swept there. Keenan went contrarian on us with the Packers over the Niners. Other than that, it went 3-1. We split on the Buccaneers and Lions. Then Keenan's going contrarian here. Everyone's on the Bills. For me, with the Bills here, it's like, if not now, then when? Uh, It's like Peyton Manning early on in his career with with, uh, Brady. He eventually got there uh, and... As much as, like I said, it like took an you know, overtime, I think this it game, was an overtime game that, like, it he, wasn't over. It, he came it back was, and, like, it, it was, was one of those games where he shouldn't have won it, but it, it took that. But yeah, yeah, they they all played the pass in that in that second half. They came yeah, back, but I mean, this one, like, the Bills just got all the advantages aside from the defense, and it's cold weather, and the Chiefs can run. So, like, three out of four of us do have a low scoring in the Bills' favor. Um, and I think if the Chiefs were to win, it would also have to be low scoring. I just can't imagine if the Bills get to 27, using your score as a base, Keenan, if the Bills were the ones to get to 27, I can't imagine the Chiefs getting to even 28. Like, I just can't imagine it. And 25 would even be tough. Um, but at the same time, if Pacheco turns into, you know, goddamn Marshawn Lynch or Marshall Falk out there, (laughs) there's a path. And guess what? If it's 2017 with six minutes to go, and the Chiefs are up. Bills might get a little tight. I'm not saying Josh Allen's going to get tight, but that state. If the, chi- or even if the Chiefs are down, like yeah. like the thing about it is, is like you're right, but the 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 Chiefs are a team somehow that's playing semi with nothing to lose. If the Chiefs lose this year, it makes sense. They won the Super Bowl last year. It's not like they have to win it every single season, or else like life is going to. We know teams can't win it every single season. That's the goal, but they're not winning it every season. The Bills have ask, fin- finally have. Sorry, I'm just saying. Bills finally have oh, a home ahead, game. Ahead. They were playing the Chiefs. They got them where they want them. And this is the this is the biggest game of Josh Allen's career. And I understand he played in an AFC Championship game. Don't care. This is the biggest game of his career at yeah. home versus your rival, a team that's beat up on you in the playoffs. Can you do it? All right. Let me ask you all this, uh, Tim. We kind of alluded to it in our picks last week. Obviously, there was shitty weather, unbelievable weather, honestly, in that Chiefs-Dolphins game. So let me just throw out a hypothetical. Let's say we go back in time, Chiefs-Dolphins at Arrowhead, but it's 50 degrees, right? Not too cold, not too warm at all. It's just 50 degrees. Tim, what would you have picked that game? I still would have picked the Bills, to be honest. But No, 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 no. Chiefs-Dolphins last week. Oh, my bad. 
Um, that game, I would have definitely <laughs> picked the Chiefs, but it would have been like 24 to 21. It would have been way more competitive. Um, yeah, I think it's definitely hard to play in the cold, but it's not like they're playing in the wind where they literally can't throw the football. Uh, they were just often, they right. were just miscues, like Tua missed plenty of throws. The offense just didn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, and that wasn't because it was cold. That was just because they played bad. Um, so. Because I think if that game's 50 degrees, me personally, I probably would have went with the Dolphins. I can see it. Just what they can bring on offense. Yeah. Just how inept the Chiefs have been. So that's kind of like why I'm looking at it this way in this game. But how do you guys feel about that, too? If it's 50 degrees last week, would you guys have been confident in the Dolphins? Would you guys have been more confident in the Chiefs? My thing with the Dolphins is that, like, they just don't show up against good teams. Like, they never did it. It didn't matter. Like it didn't matter if Tua was on his A game, if Tyreek went for, you know, 150 yards. Like, they just do not show up against good teams. And I think part of the reason is because of Tua. Um, I, I think I think I still would have had Kansas City winning that game. Like, I, especially with it being an arrowhead. Like, it's just because it's so hard to trust Tua. Um, Got you. Even even last week, like the I think it was like the fifty plus yard touchdown pass that he had to Tyreek. Tyreek had to literally loop back around and come back to catch the ball. And if you're throwing that to pretty much any other receiver in the NFL outside of maybe a select few, that's not a touchdown. That that just goes to show how good Tyreek is. Mm-hmm. Um, see, I think fifty sixty degree weather. I still think Kansas City probably would have won. Okay. I- I have Kansas City winning that game because the Chiefs, I can't picture them getting blown out, and that's the only way the Dolphins could beat them. If they're close, I'm not trusting Tua over. I'm, I don't think Tua could orchestrate a 24-20 to 20 in Arrowhead 80-yard drive for a touchdown. I, I, just, I, couldn't, I couldn't see it. I have to see it to believe it. Um, and if, I don't think the Chiefs would get blown out. That would be the only route to the Chiefs losing that game. I would have probably picked Kansas City in the 24 to 17-ish range. Tyreek Hill getting – Tyreek Hill pretty much doing what he did, just maybe a couple more catches and a few more yards. But, I mean, the first game that they played was kind of in that same vein. They won, I think, 21 to 17 it was. So, yeah, I would have had it around there. But honestly, Kyle, to your point of what you're asking right now, I think if I would have – the Chiefs win last week, it didn't shock me, but their offense did look more cohesive, so it gave me a touch more confidence in them, but it wasn't anything where I'm like, oh, my God, they can go do whatever. So I think if this game – if you told me this game was last week, I would have probably picked Buffalo over Kansas City. But I think I think this one week and the fact of the matter that this game, just the pressure that's on them and now the divisional round in your house, it's really interesting. This is my most excited game of maybe going to be the playoffs other than possibly the Super Bowl. Like, I can't wait. This game, I can't wait. It feels, this is one it of feels, those games. Yeah. It feels like, and it seems like we actually get this once a year now because the divisional matchups are so good that you get like a mini NFC championship or mini AFC championship in the divisional round with the quality yeah. of teams. So like I last year, agree. Buffalo and Cincinnati, that was like two teams where you're yeah. like, okay, both of those teams could be in the Super Bowl. Like who's going to win. Mm-hmm. And obviously I'm glad he's health healthy now, but the first time it was the DeMar Hamlin game. So we didn't even really get to see the game play out in its entirety. Mm-hmm. So it was like, who's really the better team. And it's in Buffalo and Cincinnati showed to be the better team last year. 
I think the one thing about Kansas City, my bad, I didn't mean to cut you off, Kyle. No, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, you're good. I think the the thing with Kansas City this year, it's like it makes it so hard to bet against them because, like, this is the best defense they've ever had in the Patrick Holmes era by far. I mean, it's not even close. It just – I think if they had – I really think if they had a tick better of an offense, I don't don't think it would even be a a question of of who wins, you know. Um, It just – I don't know. It just – it feels so wrong picking against Patrick Mahomes, but – no, I don't know. It's definitely, it's, it's going to be a good game. Took Tom Brady for me to pick against confidently. The reason why I brought up Miami on a on a cleaner weather day, and you guys kind of throw scores too, like lower scoring, but not really a decisive Chiefs win. Maybe like we had last week in a in a cold weather game, um, is because just because how much and again I'm harping on this, but how much the receivers cannot get open. Right. So we would have had Miami, who's more banged up than Buffalo and Buffalo is pretty damn beat up on defense. Um, I know I said, like, I would be betting the Chiefs, but man, the more I'm thinking about it and the more I'm talking about it, it's all set up for the Bills. And I agree with Brandon when he says, like, if the Chiefs had any weapons at all, then like, yeah, you would pick Mahomes. But I don't know. It seems like it's on the table for the Bills. Again, minus the rest factor, two extra days or whatever the Chiefs had, you know, that is going to play some sort of role. And uh, to some degree, it almost shouldn't matter when you're at this point in the playoffs. But, of course, it will. But at least they're at home. Um, but it's it's super intriguing to me with that because this is, like Brandon said, this is the Chiefs' best defense of the Mahomes era, best run game of the Mahomes era, which is stuff you need in January football. But the Browns – or, sorry, the Bills are just more explosive. And uh, But to Keenan's point, too, Allen didn't turn the ball over last week. He's due for a couple. I mean, that could very well be the swing of the game. This but, is, hey, Allen's been light, lights out in the postseason. Postseason this is Allen's re- a real reminiscent thing. of if they if the Chiefs do win this game and they are able to get farther in the playoffs, this would be reminiscent of the 2018 Patriots run, especially when they went into Arrowhead in a game they should the, – the more explosive team. We just had the better defense, the better rushing attack, and then obviously that's Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. But the closest thing of the modern era to Bill Belichick and Tom Brady is Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. So that's a loaded statement that I'm not going to reply to it's right the now. Cl- Kyle, I never I said it, it was. But I know the closest what you mean. thing. I mean, there's, <laughs> I know there's what you mean, three Super not. Bowls, three Super Bowl appearances, and two Super Bowls in six, like in five seasons. It's going to be the six. So I understand they're not Bill Belichick. They're not Tom Brady. Tom Brady's the goat, and it's not a question to me. Bill Belichick's a, the goat. It's not a question. Rob Gronkowski's the goat tight end. Not just, a question. I'm just Anyone saying it's who a loaded. I'm just saying it's a loaded statement. That's all. I can't. I can't 100% co-sign it, but I see where you're going with it. Yeah, I'm just saying Uh, the closest thing is, but it's not there. Like the closest thing to Michael Jordan was Kobe Bryant. Kobe wasn't Mike, (laughs) so that that kind of thing. It's kind of like little hints. If you if you you know what I mean, like Kobe. The only thing Kobe did better than Mike, in my opinion, was dunk. Literally, Mike did every other thing better, but Kobe's the closest thing we've seen to him. That's. We got to get a good hoops debate podcast. That would obviously, unfortunately, exclude Tim. We'd have to have Camden on or whoever else with the three of us, me, Brandon, and Keenan. But we could throw Tim in there for like highlights he's seen and shit. So Tim's got stuff to say. Tim, by the way, I was thinking about this the other day because I was shooting at NVU the other day. I was thinking about the last time we played pickup, which was actually the last time we played pickup with Keenan. Mm-hmm. You shot like 95%. Like, I don't think you missed a whole shot because it was all layups <laughs> and like wide open jump shots. One of the more impressive pickup runs. I've that seen. stuff I'm good. You, you make me <laughs> shoot a three or a mid range, I'm not there. But open layups, getting rebounds, I'm all about it. Yeah, as I was saying, Timmy from his uh, 
track and field grind. He's got some jumping power. He can jump a little bit. He's got some legs on him. Big upper body, strong kid. So <laughs> Tim was like 22 of 24. Like over the course of like three hours or whatever we played, he I don't remember him missing. Only made layups and like mid-range jump shots. Like 12 eight. <laughs> but uh so I've got shit, what do I got? I got Niners Bucks and the NFC. And I got the Bills and Ravens in the AFC, which was my original pick. Niners, Bucks, a- NFC sounds like a 2019, 2020 script. <laughs> you could have told me that was a Tom yeah. Brady versus the 49ers. <laughs> it sounds like that year, not this year, but that'd be crazy. Just on the Bucks half, obviously, the 49ers can get there. So what's everyone's championship game, just for review? I have, I have the NFC North in the Lions and the Packers. Damn. And then I have Baltimore and Kansas City in the That'd AFC. That'd be great. Wouldn't hate either one of those, obviously. Mm-hmm. Tim, what would you have? I have Baltimore versus Buffalo in the AFC, and then I have the 49ers versus the Lions. And then, Brandon, are you the same? Uh, yeah, I had no, Baltimore. You have Bucks. Yeah, Bucks. Bucks and Niners, yeah. So you yeah, so I like all our matchups. So you're the same as Kyle. You guys have 49ers, Bucks, and then you guys both have uh, Ravens and Bills. Yeah. The only the only game that I wouldn't really love would be 49ers and Bucks. But then again, if the Bucks did get to there, they could pot, like you'd have to give them some sort of shot. But that'd be the only game I wouldn't love. That's probably the worst possible matchup. That's the worst matchup. Because yeah. obviously Packers Lions division, so that's already going to be good. Packers Bucks, you got two offensive teams. San Francisco Detroit, those two of the three best teams in the NFC this season. And then anything in the NFC in the AFC is fine. Like if Houston got there, I'm loving it. If Lamar gets knocked out, I'm hoping for a Packers Texans Super Bowl because I think first year starter Love versus first year starter Stroud would be electric for me that's that's what i'm hoping for if lamar doesn't get there because i'm openly rooting for lamar to win his first one i love cj stroud but seeing the texans in the super bowl would hurt me so much (laughs) (laughs) that would bring pain to a different level that's true (laughs) the first year that would take a lot that would be breaking every nfl mold if we got jordan love and stroud in the super bowl yeah yeah Oh, absolutely! It'd be it would be nuts because it'd be like it'd be the Bengals run on steroids because obviously it was Burrow's first full year as a starter. They get to the Super Bowl, but it'd be that just on steroids because one's a rookie and Burrow at least played like half the season before he broke. Like Jordan Love played like two games, so it'd be like that on steroids. It'd be crazy. That would be like one of the first, if not the first, rookie quarterback to make the Super Bowl. I think I can't think of. Uh, Oh boy. I think so because I think be last I think it was because I think Purdy was on the verge of being the first one last year to be to get to the Super Bowl. And then he had the the elbow injury. Yeah. So I think I think he would have been the first one. So yeah. Like a man.